0: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, we are live here on the A1 Air Quality Consultants post-game call-in show after South Carolina's 16-7 loss to the Clemson Tigers and a tough night at williams Bryce Stadium. And, and really, truly what was just a... Not a great game. I mean, I think both sides can agree with that. Um, tough. Tough when you end the season losing to your rival. Tough when you end the season losing to your rival and are held out of a bowl game because of it. But that is what South Carolina faces. That is where South Carolina sits. And I want to hear from you guys. 843 790 Again, guys, your immediate thoughts, reactions. I first want to say thank you to our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, if you're new to our content, be sure if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell icon, so you get notifications when we go live and we drop new video content as well. Also, guys, you can check out the podcast. We drop daily podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. The postgame call-in show will be distributed tomorrow morning via podcast form, so you can go listen there. And uh, appreciate you guys, your love and support. Of course, guys, check us out on social media. Content bleeding out of the eyeballs always there. That being said, we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. 843-790-337. 7, that's 843-790-3377. Appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. And I want to hear from you. Your full thoughts, reactions, everything else to what just took place. Here we go call from TJ from Kane Bay. Kane Bay stand up. What's going on, man? Hey, Kane Bay stand up. See Philly, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. How are you?
2: Hey, man, let me tell you. I was sitting on Taylor
3: from Kane Bay's back porch tonight watching the game. And what can I say? The reffing was so one-sided tonight. It was incredible. What a defensive effort, but I mean heartbreaking. I'm hoping, you know, on a long shot that we end up in a uh, bowl game. But for some reason, I, I don't think that it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think South Carolina is getting the uh, the five and seven nod. And I, I, I pretty much just kind of dismissed that in my mind. If that happens, I you know, I guess you're not – you're certainly not going to turn down the 15 practices or whatever. But uh, just haven't even – haven't even thought about it, man. It's, it's, you know, haven't even thought about it. Man. Yeah, I <laughs> – Yeah,
3: I can't agree with you more, Chris. It seems ridiculous. But,
4: hey, we love listening to you out in Cane Bay. One of these times you're going to have to come announce out
0: here. Yeah, man. Hey, shout out to Cane Bay, man. Y'all have been great all season long, man. I appreciate it.
4: Oh, yeah. Cane Bay stand up.
0: Cane Bay stand up, man. Appreciate you. Good stuff, guys. And that just made me think, too, this is going to be the last postgame call-in show for the 2023 football season because there is no bowl game, and that's – that's sad. That's that's unfortunate. So, guys, we're going to open the phone lines back up. A lot of you are trying to call in. Be patient. We want to get to you. We want to hear from you. 843-790-3377. I encourage, if you do not get in on the first try, keep calling in because we're only able to take one call at a time. So, I'm sure there's many Clemson folks out there that uh, are new to this. So, yeah. Call from? Smokey. Smoky, you're on the air.
3: Hey, Chris. So the positive tonight is obviously the defense, and if you kind of tally up the season, if you if you think about the last few games we played, the Georgia game, the Furman game, we've maybe played about half half our games all right on defense this year. The other half have been pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, my question for you: Do we still make the move at defensive coordinator?
0: That's a great question, man. I mean, looking ahead, obviously, it's gonna be an interesting offseason. I think there do need to be staff changes made. I think Shane Beamer's gonna have some some tough decisions. Um, you know, I'm of the belief of this. Obviously, there were adjustments made end of season. You know, I know the month of November brought some easier competition, but I think we saw some real improvements from that Game defense. We obviously saw a reinvention of the defensive scheme that three three five, which paid major dividends. So I mean, as long as you keep that, right, I, I think you have to trust whatever decision Shane Beamer makes. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, I, I'm somebody I think when you know, you know. I, I think that's the best way to operate so with Clayton White. Um, there was obviously radical change behind closed doors to change up the scheme. And so I think Shane Beamer just has to take a moment to evaluate that and make the best decision for his program. Personally, I would make the move still, more than likely. But, um, you know, that's something Shane Beamer is going to have to figure out.
3: Yeah, fortunately, it's going to be a little while before we see our guys out there again. But go Cox.
0: Appreciate you, man. Go Cox. Thank you so much for the call. Really good stuff, guys. We'll keep it rolling. eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 i tell you what, guys, right now, the voicemails, the text line, what have you, are a complete mess. <laughs> as you'd imagine so that's the beauty of it the rivalry um uh, you know I, i'm expecting a couple clemson troll calls tonight here we go we'll jump the phone lines here call from this is probably Pick something up. funny what's going on you're on the air hey this
3: is russ from sumter how's it going
0: i'm doing well man how are you
3: good uh you know i just wanted to say this game could have got a lot of a lot uglier, but Simpson um, just too much for Carolina on defense, and Carolina just doesn't have enough run game to to make anything happen. But uh, like I said, I think the Cox did about as good as they could do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing – well said, my friend. I appreciate it. I'll take your comments off air. Thank you so much for the call. Um, I, I think to his point, man, I, I think that uh, we talked about all week coming into the game the thing that was South Carolina's Achilles heel all season long turned out to, believe it or not, be the Achilles heel again. And that was the offensive line. And that was lack of run push. And when you're playing a defense like Clemson, um, when you're playing a defense like Clemson, who, again, is elite at all three levels, they're physical, they're big, they're quick. Um, I mean, they, they, they've got big-time NFL guys in that defense. You know, I know we want to look at Dabble Loggins, his decision-making. You know, we want to talk about referees, but – At some point, man, when you're one-dimensional and your quarterback is running for his life and you can't run the football at all, and, you know, I I was surprised just how much the offense was stymied, but on the other side, I'm really not because once you got behind the sticks and you started out that game with two turnovers in the first three plays, one of them going for a touchdown, and uh, you just got behind the eight ball early on, and that was a team, this is a football team that could not live Behind the eight ball, couldn't live in third and long, which is what you did. That's why you went over for, for third down, uh, you know, in the first half. And then Clemson's defense just took over the game. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's wildly disappointing. I mean, it's wildly disappointing to see what that offense did, but it starts up front. And, and that's what cost South Carolina all season. And again, you got to go out in the portal and get some guys. I mean, I know a lot of teams are saying that right now, but you either got to go out in the portal and get some guys, you got to develop some young guys. Uh, because you're going to have question marks on in, in regards to the, the the line of scrimmage in the trenches yet again next season, guys. Phone lines are back open eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. We'll jump back to the phone lines here. OG
3: Mark from Barnwell.
0: OG Mark from Barnwell, you on the air?
3: Hey man, yeah. So here I I got first time caller. Just, Appreciate you. I feel like I got a lot to say. I'll try to say it quick. <laughs> All right. So we we come into from the off season. We have an offensive line coach who basically has never coached in, in major what Power Five football. Mm-hmm. We we bring in up we could have pretty much any offensive coordinator. We bring some guy in who's never coached offense in in college football. We have no um, edge rushers. We have no running backs. Our, the running backs coach is, is suspect, and we're literally going into year four and trying to talk about the all season we're going to have. where five and seven for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time. I feel like I'm watching Lou Holtz's offense run up down the field, and I'm probably where a lot of people aren't, and I'm not one of those quick fire guys, but I'm like I'm done with the Shane Beamer area. This guy obviously cannot hire a good staff. I mean, literally, we are going into year four, and these guys, man, look. As far as I'm concerned, you're getting paid now, you employees. So the whole that changes the whole game. So, you know, the expectations should be different and it's not. And so I'm just, man, I'm getting so tired of just watching. There's no way that you're going into year four and you can't even get a first down. And next year, we got a guy named Lenore Sellers who's very sparingly seen the field this year. So what is, what, what is that going to look like next year? Anyway, appreciate the call. Have a good day. Hey,
0: Later. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. And guys, I, I think you're going to the tone of that caller the energy from that caller, I, I think that's just the beginning. I think you're going to hear a lot of that this offseason. And, you know, I, I, I'm i obviously not calling any even remotely close to calling for Shane Beamer's job, but I get it. You know, I get it, man. I get it because to his point, uh, you know, South Carolina was sold a bag of goods when Shane Beamer was hired that Carolina was going to – he was going to build an elite coaching staff and have elite coordinators and elite assistants. And, I mean, there, there's been some hits in there. Let, let's not – Let's not be unfair, right? There's been hits in there, but, you know, guys, I, I posted it on social media just before we went live here that, I mean, I, I think 2024, let's say you bring Clayton White back, right, the defensive coordinator, and it's going to be a prove-it year for Clayton White, no question, but, I mean, it's 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 just as much a prove-it year for Dabble Loggins, guys, because, yes, give give Loggins credit. He revitalized Spencer Rattler's career this season. There, there's no question. Outside of that? I mean, Xavier Leggett, that was a great story, right? And Justin Step and Loggins, deserve credit. But, I mean, outside of that, guys, the offense statistically was worse. Worse, statistically. And then you close out the season like this. So, I mean, I get where he's coming from. I get what he's saying. And I, I, I will say this. Dabble, Loggins, and more importantly, Shane Beamer's tenures will be defined by what they do with Lenora Sellers. Because let's face it, Gamecock Nation has made their mind up on Lenora Sellers. If he fails, it's not Lenora Sellers' fault. It is this coaching staff's fault. And that is the way this fan base will attack it. Guys, phone lines are back open. Appreciate you all calling in. Thank you to all of those that are flooding the voicemail line. Some Clemson guys are having some fun. Um... Flooding the voicemail line with some very interesting comments that I wonder if they would say on here. <laughs> Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from Jamie from Kane Bay, Saxony Edition. Yeah, Saxony right Edition of Kane Bay. What's up, man?
5: Yo, Chris Philly, Jamie, Kane Bay, Saxony Edition,
3: hanging out over here at the uh, damn t- Taylor's uh, back porch, man. All right, listen, here's the question for you, Chris Philly. Was tonight the battle of the baggins, the Bilbo Baggins versus the Frodo Baggins? Wes
5: Goodwin versus Dow Loggins. <laughs> Listen, dude, I mean, is it was it was it just a matter of, of uh you know depth and talent, or did Wes Goodwin actually put it up on D log? I want to hear your opinion,
0: brother. I you know, I, I think depth and talent had a lot to do with it. That's See, the thing is, though, man, nobody wants to hear that excuse when it is literally game 12. You know what I mean? Like, why haven't you found depth and talent and developed some guys from week one to now? At the same time, I give a little bit of grace because, I mean, what you had is what you had all season on the offensive line. You dealt with a number of injuries, a plethora of injuries. But, uh, I mean, that that, that performance tonight was inexcusable. I mean, I, I give Clemson a lot of credit. Their defense is for real. Everything Clemson was not this year. That defense is still the Clemson defenses we're used to seeing in the 2010s, if you will, when they were in the national titles. But um, I mean, some listen, man, just like just like the other losses, really questionable play calling at times, really questionable personnel usage at times. Um, so I I think Jimmy's and Joes over X's and O's more often than not, but you know, sure. certainly, man, Dabble Loggins has a lot to prove. He's got a, he's still got a lot to prove moving forward. Well,
3: again, we, we you're right. We got to give him another year or two. We're gonna see what happens. I mean, again, I I don't I don't believe that Frodo loses to Bilbo in uh in year two or year three
5: of uh, of his offense, and we can upgrade the talent with the uh transfer portal. So
0: hey, Chris Philly, Saxony Kane Bay, we love you. You guys keep it up, all right? Keep it the good work. Yeah, man, appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Shout out Kane Bay, man. They always turn up for the postgame call in shows. Again, I'll say thank you to our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants for making this possible, for supporting the Spurs Up show and being our official sponsors of the A1 Air Quality Consultants post-game show Let's get back to the phone lines here. Call from? Jared from Kane Bay. <laughs> Jared from Kane Bay, man. Y'all rolling in
6: one after another. What's up? Oh, man. I just want to say, dude. I want to congratulate the defense, dude. We didn't give up one touchdown tonight. Can we stand up for that?
0: Hey, I hear you. Stand on business for that, man. No, that, that was – the defense did everything they could, everything they could to give South Carolina a shot to win, and it was the offense that dropped the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, uh, you know, nothing Nothing bad to say about the defense tonight. They, they did everything you could ask for and more.
6: Hey, hey, and I want to say one more thing, man. I want to shout out to – uh Dabo for wearing that big C cunt cunt, cunt hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Kane Bay boys man, good god. They they just they always find a way to make me laugh even in times like these. So, shout out Kane Bay man. I think the Kane Bay guys—they all sit there, watch the post game call and show, and all wait and call back and forth. So, guys, phone lines back open eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. We're just getting started here in the A one Air Quality Consults post game call and show. I'm sure there's many Clemson folks tuned in right now, many Gamecock and Clemson folk together. Um, we'll go as long as we'll go as long as you guys are flood the call chat from. line. So, Stephen Phillips, your brother, Stephen, what's going on, man? Yo. What's up? What's up? That uh,
3: that was pretty shitty. It was a pretty bad game. Offense is trash. Um, Dowell Loggins' play calling pretty terrible. I will say, um, I think the defense has lost us more games than they've won us. I think, I think uh, Clayton White should still get fired no matter what. I would give Dowell Loggins one more year to see what he can do and where he can get us, but other than that, man, just a disappointing game. It's pretty shitty.
0: My brother, well said, man. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon, all right? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Love you. My brother calling in. Um, no, to his point, you know, all I could think of at the end there was disappointing game, and it just caps off a disappointing season, guys. I mean, I, I feel like the 2023 season, you know, it's it's as much as – our friends over at Garnet and Black Traditions wanted to try to throw shade on me. It's why I said weeks ago that I would bet $1,000 that South Carolina wasn't going to win out because this team I never felt like was going to win out, even after the Vandy win, even after the Kentucky win. I mean, this team was just never good enough to win four in a row. They just never were. And it is what it is. And, and that's, just, that's just calling it for what it is. And so I hate that it didn't happen. I hate it. I hate that it didn't happen. But... It did, and it's not a stunning result, and the 2023 season is nothing short of a massive, massive failure. So, and that's just the reality of it, man. And now it's up to Shane Beamer to pick up the pieces, to make the adjustments, to fire and hire accordingly, to win in the transfer portal, to continue to recruit, to learn from the mistakes of this year, to learn from the positives that took place, And carry that into 2024. Because, guys, I can sit here and say he's going to get till 2025 until I'm blue in the face. But I tell you what, college football is a wacky world, man. And coaches don't get a whole lot of time anymore. And I mean, listen, if things go sideways next year, you're five and seven next year. I don't know. I I don't know. I I can't tell you for 110% certainty what's going to happen. I have no idea. So, but all I know right now was this season, massive disappointment, massive disappointment. Jacob. Jacob, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey,
7: man, I think, uh, you know, I I think a lot of it goes down to a terrible for a while going back to when we lost earlier. I mean, I was when we were seeing all those coaching things, but I think it really goes down to Ray Tanner. I mean, Ray Tanner was a hell of a baseball coach. And then, you know, we went through this World Series, and then they gave him this athletic director position. Ter- ever since we had terrible hires from, you know, Will Mike, he's only given an incredible experience. He just gave, gave for us, and we had to do an insane buyout. And you know, I think a lot of this really does go down to getting rid of Ray Tanner to start a for Carolina. And we're not playing baseball anymore. We're- basketball, we're struggling still. We're not a great basketball program, and now we're in a great football program. We have women's basketball, and that's really all we have going for us at this point.
0: Hmm. I Listen, I mean, I, I'm surprised Ray Tanner's still in the position that he's in. Um, I mean, I, I will say this to your point. When we talk about professional organizations, most of the time when it's spoiled, it's spoiled at the very top, and I think South Carolina may have that same issue. I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and keep it moving, awesome. guys. A lot of calls. Taylor. We're trying to get in here. Let's go ahead and jump to it. Taylor, what's going on? You're hey. on the air.
3: Hey, Chris, I don't need you to say where I'm from. You know, stand up.
0: <laughs> stand up, man. What's up? Hey, but brother,
3: man, we had the tailgate party here. I just want to tell you we appreciate everything you do. I wish you did the basketball game so we could call in more. But, man, the D held us in. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Clayton White and the boys held us tight. We got to get something fucking going on there, man. We had the – hey, what do you think, Rattler? Where's that seat for? The cock commander, brother.
0: (laughs) Indeed, man. They got to figure it out offensively, man. And and, and that – then. I mean, listen, man. Was that the last time we ever saw Spencer Rattler in Garnet and Black? I think it's likely. I think it's very, very likely. Oh, you.
3: hey, you're right, brother, man. We got to get these pussies in gear. We got to score some fucking points, man. Hey, get Battle's ass in gear. Hey, we love you, brother. Thank you for what you do. You give us an outlet after the game when uh, 107.5, they wouldn't
0: sniff our Hey, I love you guys, man. I appreciate you. Great stuff. Kane Bay, stand up. We'll keep it moving. 843790 3377. Guys, just keep calling in. I see many of you texting and saying, Chris, I can't get in. Keep calling in, man. It's very competitive. We can only take one call at a time. I appreciate you guys, your patience, uh, your supports. And uh, again, want to continue to hear from you. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven thoughts reactions to everything that took place. South Carolina falls to Clemson, Call sixteen to seven. Josh in Seattle. Josh in Seattle, you're on the air. What's going on?
3: Hey Chris, what's going on, brother? How um, much? First, before I forget, let me just say, hey, it's been a great season listening to the postgame show. I uh, hated having to watch Dabo do what he does best tonight and gobble up a bunch of cop. Um, but uh, you know. Man, it was like, you know, watching the team get put put out by an anaconda to squeeze lifeless from the second play of the game on, um, just nothing there. So I think, you know, hey, Clayton White's got to go. They've, they've shown some signs, but, you know, it ain't there. And, and I don't think Dowell Loggins is going to be the guy as an NFL coordinator. Um, we'll see what happens in the offseason, obviously, it's a little fresh. But, yeah, let's go, Gamecocks, and uh, to all the Clemson fans out there, hey, man, tell your mom I said hey, later. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: Josh from Seattle with the zinger to close it out. Great stuff. Um, Yeah, guys, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Just – just I can't believe what the 2023 season turned into. I, I, I said it – listen, I said it over the summer that I, I was going to be stunned if the Gamecocks with – Spencer Rattler with the helm missed the bowl game and that's exactly what happened. And I mean, I just I'm 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 somewhat stunned truly by what took place. You know, we, we knew about the issues in the preseason, about the offensive line, and there were some of us, I think, a lot more honest about those issues than some others, some other entities out there, but I'm surprised it just never even got remotely Hold
8: better.
0: Hey, what's going on, man?
4: What's I know it's been a while. Yeah, man, what's um, up? Uh, nothing much. So, wh-
6: what's your thoughts on the play call?
4: On uh, uh not the
3: play call, the
4: or the refs called
3: or made a flag on a play where the backwards pass had to get get in the game.
4: Like, what was going on with on on that play? I, I don't get it. Like, uh, yeah, I felt like it wasn't a backwards pass.
0: You're talking about the first play or what is it? Second play that went for a scoop yeah, and score? Yeah, the correct? first You're play where that? they
4: made a scoop and score.
0: So, I can tell you this. I was watching the game on TV. That was a hundred – I hate to say it, but that was a 100% a backwards pass. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah.
6: Okay. Yeah, and, um, and what you thought about Trump uh, attending to the game?
0: <laughs> what a storyline. What a storyline. What a spectacle. Shows how big the Palmetto Bowl is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it looked like the people in attendance certainly enjoyed it. So –
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I, I just wanted to call in. I know it's been a while, so I'll just let you get
4: back to your calls. So Hunter, I, I I know you up. Okay.
0: Yeah, Hunter, it's great to hear from you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. T- take care. Good stuff from our friend Hunter Kelly, one of our TDCers who calls in here and there. Uh, again, guys, phone lines are back open 843 790 337. So, guys, we'll take this into Late into the night, uh, we normally go about an hour, hour 15. I have a feeling this one will go that long, if not even longer. So keep the calls coming here on this late Saturday night. Ryan. Ryan, you're on the air.
4: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. How are you? Doing good.
4: Man, that was one of the worst games I've seen in a while. I remember the 30-0 game a while back, and I don't even know, man. That's just it sucks because our defense played our hearts out, and offense just couldn't do anything. But,
0: you know that that game uh, felt a lot like the thirty to nothing game, except Clemson offensively yeah. wasn't as good that night or tonight as they were. But none of that game had the thirty to nothing feel for sure, which is obviously wildly disappointing.
4: Yeah, I was gonna go to the game, but I had a feeling I was like. I don't know because Clemson has a good defense, and I said, I said to myself, I was like, ah, "It's probably going to give me flashbacks," mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know. I, I give props to our defense, but offense, man, I don't know. Offensively, man, ooh, mm-hmm. we we got a lot to do for next season, mm-hmm.
0: but indeed, hey, my friend, it was, I, yeah, it was just tough. yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. I, I want to echo something by the way that that he was just saying talking about the offense that you know you 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 want to point to a bunch of different things what went wrong for the gamecocks offensively against clemson guys the tone was set early in that game on the scoring drive believe it or not the tone was set on that fourth and goal from the inch line when you have to run a trick play fourth and goal from the inch line in hopes of scoring a touchdown, right there in that moment, you are telling your team, you are telling Clemson, you are telling everyone watching that game, we're not physical enough to compete up front. We don't have the physicality to win this football game. If we win this football game, We are going to have to win this game through smoke and mirrors. The tone was set at that point. And South Carolina played that way the rest of the night. Soft. Played soft. They were soft up front. Defensively, not so much. No, defense, I thought, held Clemson in check. Absolutely. But offensively, soft all night up front. No push at all. No run push to speak of. Just disgusting. I mean, it was a disgusting performance offensively, and again, I just I thought the tone was set on that. I mean, when you're when you're having to call some fluky trick play on the inch line, that tells me everything I need to know. Dabble Loggins was in over his head from that moment. You, you just knew at that moment, gonna be a long night.
8: Call from
0: Bat from Raleigh. Matt from Raleigh, you're on the air.
2: Hey Chris, it's Paquin. I'm just calling for the first
3: time in, a, I guess, a long time on this one. But I think I might be the only optimistic Gamecock fan in the world right now. I, I, <laughs> I as I'm sitting, you know, at my computer desk, like sad, and I we're losing a game. I'm looking at it and going, Are we, are we calibrating our goals right, right? Like I think about it, like, oh, 10 wins would be great. It's only happened outside of Spurrier like once in the '80s, right? So like,
2: are, am I really? getting my hopes up for something that probably isn't going to happen like outside of a crazy year or we do like a Mississippi State and just have
7: Beamer
3: here for 12 years and maybe he'll hit it with like a super senior class. Mm. But like I'm not as down as everybody else is about logins. I am down on the same way. But like logins, I think you can pretty much point it to being like the receiving core is still good. We got a quarterback that's going to come in that's still good running back we're relying on a D2 transfer who still ended up putting up pretty good numbers when we decided to actually play him. Like, I'm I'm less concerned about the offense than I think everybody else is. Uh, maybe it's
0: just me, but that's just my two cents on it so far. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think there, are, it, it's not all negative when you look back at the 2023 season. I mean, I, I think there are positives, but the biggest thing I see is the trenches have to be addressed. It's just... You can't go back out in the portal and get guys from mm. Western Illinois and Mercer and Yale and Charlotte and expect to win in the SEC. You just you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. So they gotta develop those young guys they have. They gotta develop the young guys coming in. They gotta develop guys that are coming back that are older guys and and they gotta go out in the portal and get a couple contributors. Now that's just yeah, you, you, you have to win in the portal. You have to win in the portal. So
3: yeah. As long as Beamer keeps having to like keeps getting kids that want to play for him, keep going with him. Like keep holding on to him forever. Mm. So that's my thought. Until he stops recruiting as good as he's doing, mm. then you can then you can push him to the side.
0: Well but said. I'll let
3: you get back to it.
7: Well I appreciate said, it.
0: No, listen, I appreciate the call, man. Really good stuff. You know, I think he makes good points and I mean it's good to hear some optimism, but uh I, admittedly, man, it's it's hard to be optimistic tonight. It's 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 hard to be optimistic about the state of Gamecocks football, where it's headed, where it's going, um, certainly where it's currently at. Um, you know, I think you – I think you look at this – you know, we're going to talk about it a lot this week, right, guys? So, I'm, I'm – I'm, you know, there's a lot we're going di- to discuss, dissect, get into, but just an abysmal Call season. from Connor. Connor, you're on the air.
3: Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up, man? Uh, first time calling in. I want your thoughts and opinions. Um, Defense played their butts uh, off tonight had it you know, probably played one of the best games they've had all year. Um I'm,
2: i still think Clayton White has to go. Mm-hmm. I think they should pack his stuff up tonight, lead him out. He needs to be done. Um I'm pretty
3: in my head I think Dow Loggins didn't have much to work with this year. I think mm-hmm. as far we had David Leggett didn't have much on on the offense. Um Nick Harver started to get involved later on in the season. Um I think he can block better than he is on the edge. I just I don't know where we need to go offensively. I mean, he's Obviously, we need some offensive linemen. Um, Mario Anderson played well when he got a chance to play him. I just want to know what you think about that.
0: Yeah, I'll start with the Clayton White stuff, man. Um, I have no problems with Shane Beamer making the change at defensive coordinator. Because, I mean, to your point, man, I mean, listen, South Carolina came on strong at the end of the season. You have to take into account who they played. Right. They got gashed by Jacksonville State. They were dominant against Vanderbilt. whoop de doo They were dominant against Kentucky, who... I mean, look at at Kentucky today. Beat Louisville. They were very good, but statistically, not a great offense. And then today, or tonight, good against Clemson, who has had their struggles offensively. So, I mean, I I guess you look at it like, do you look at that really two-game sample size? Because forget the Vandy game. Do you look at the two-game sample size as the defense turned a corner or does all of the frustrations and struggles and and times where the defense looked abysmal? Does it outweigh that? And, and I, and I just, you have to look at the entire body of work, man. You have to, you, ha- you just have to. So I, I tend to be with you. I, I think that when you know, you know, and I think something, something changed a couple weeks ago and that changing may have been of the voice. It may have been of the direction. It may have been of the leadership behind closed doors, You got to trust Shane Beamer, but I I think the move should be made. Also, Um, you know, offensively, man. Again, like I said, I think it's a prove it year for Davil Loggins in twenty twenty four. You're going to have a brand new quarterback. More than likely, I don't think Spencer Rattler is coming back next year. Uh, So that'll be something. That'll be a new question mark you have to combat. You're going to be young on the offensive line yet again. Xavier Leggett is gone. We know Juice Wells is coming back. That's a huge boost. So you got a wide receiver one. You got a year older Nick Harbor, you should have some other young pieces that start to emerge. And then South Carolina always finds a way to have a couple good tight ends. So, I mean, um, you should have some pieces, you know, but it's all about that line of scrimmage. Then, of course, the running back position. I, I don't know what Mario Anderson's going to do. I, I don't know if he's coming back for another the year. I do think he has one year of eligibility remaining. Um, you know, you've got uh, Dontavious Braswell. You've got Matthew Fuller coming in. Uh maybe Daniel Hill comes in. I, I'm not really optimistic on that one, but either way. Uh, and then what do you do in the portal? So it's all about portal for South Carolina, man. It's you know, the top two priorities this offseason, I would say, are portal additions and coaching staff subtractions. Those are the two things you got to focus on. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. You have a great night. Really good stuff, guys. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 Again, the 2023 season concludes. With a loss to the Clemson Tigers, guys, and we'll break it all down this week. Also, lots, this is sort of a side note, but lots happening in the college football world tonight. Uh, Mark Stoops has been hired by Texas A&M, how about that? We also got a coach over at Mississippi State, so a lot going on. from
8: Ryan
0: from Harleyville. Ryan from Harleyville, you're on the air, what's going on?
3: Chris, what's up, man? Everybody's talking about Clayton White. I want to talk about freaking Luke Day. What, I mean, do we, should we just go ahead and chop him too? I mean, just because of all these injuries. I mean, what's your thoughts on that whole,
4: like, on this whole, on that whole situation? I mean, I think he should go.
0: Listen, that's a great point, a great question. I'm not going to sit here and, and lead the fire Luke Day charge, but what I will tell you is this. South Carolina, Shane Beamer has to reevaluate that. He has to reevaluate everything they're doing behind closed doors when it comes to strength and conditioning, when it comes to wellness, when it comes to nutrition, everything that has to do with the wellness of their football team. Like when you, like it or not, I'm not calling for jobs, but when you have a season like this one, when you go five yeah. and seven, you have injuries like that, everything in your organization should be reevaluated. So, um, I, certainly, to your point, I, I think absolutely that should that should be Luke Day as well. And if Beamer makes the decision, it's best they move on and do something different. I think it'll make sense when that takes place.
4: Excellent. Well, I got one more question, man. Do you think
3: we had juice tonight? Would, would it have made a huge difference for the game? That's all I want to know. What's your thoughts?
0: No. No, I don't. Like many games this season, I mean, I, I think Juice Wells is a great player, but uh, you know Xavier Leggett's a really good player too. But you can't block anybody; you, you can't generate a run game. You become one-dimensional. Juice Wells wasn't going to throw a block up front with the big uglies. You know, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to get a run push. So that that to me is the biggest thing. That that to me is I, I think Juice Wells is a great player, man. But listen, it, it'll be the same song and dance next year if South Carolina can't block. I mean, that's just bottom line, point blank in the story. They had him in Week One didn't matter then. I mean, you just – you know what I mean? So, I think this year, I mean, admittedly, and I'm so happy Juice is coming back next year, but, dude, this yeah. year proved how expendable a great wide receiver is, right? Because, like, other, mm-hmm. other athletes will step up. At a place like South Carolina, there are other athletes, right? Like, there are. But, God, if you don't – if you can't block in the middle – Football is played from the inside out. If you don't have that interior figured out, the rest of it seems not to matter quite as much. So long answer, short note, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: good, man. Hey, I appreciate the time, man. And I appreciate you, man. Yeah, have man. a good night.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, guys, again, going back to that, I just, I don't think it would have mattered. I, I, I think Juice Wells is a great player. Um, I'm happy he's back next year, but Nah. Our guys, Nacho and Analysis, who had me on their show, text him. What an ugly game. Shout out to the South Carolina defense for keeping the Clemson offense out the red zone or end zone. This was a painful one to watch, but a win's a win. Yeah, congratulations to those guys. And uh sucks to say, but it is what it is. Call from Bud from Georgia. What's going on, man? You're on the air.
3: All right. Hey, I uh you know, I think there's some optimism to look forward to in the future. I think the defense looked really, pretty good tonight when you consider it. Obviously, we had a great quarterback, but I got—I really think if we bring Lou Holtz back for some of those really good speeches, I and and maybe even bring Brad Scott back, I think we got us a winner. <laughs>
0: Go
10: Tigers! <laughs>
0: Love it. Love it. Thank you for the call. I was wondering how long it was going to take until we got a call like that. So uh, I'm surprised it's only been one, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe, they, maybe maybe we've gotten lucky. We haven't gotten on the troll calls tonight. But what do you expect, man? What can you say? Um, admittedly, guys, I, what I, I thought he was being serious. You know, that, that there will be some out there, I think, this week and throughout the offseason maybe that say find some joy. It's not a lot. Not a lot to find. Mark. Mark, you're on the air.
3: Hey,
0: Chris, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Hey, just wondering,
3: how do we temper our expectations going into 2024 next year? And what, uh, what do you think a realistic record that we can expect coming out of the Gamecocks next
0: year? Great questions, man. Looking ahead to 2024, how do you temper expectations? I think you realize – the challenges that this football team and this football program faces. I I think that's number one. You come to grips with and realize what this team is losing. You know what they're bringing back, but what they're losing, what they have to overcome. You take into account what the schedule, the challenge presents, and you go into show me mode with Gamecocks football. I talked about this after the Texas A&M game, man. How do you temper expectations as a Gamecocks fan? You look at history. You, You realize that This program has never done much of anything. You realize that last year, a season in which you won eight games, that was the 15th time that it happened in school history. You realize that more than eight wins, nine or more, has only happened seven times in school history. You just realize who you are. You realize what Gamecocks football has always been and maybe what it always will be. Now, that's not to put limiting expectations on Shane Beamer. That's not to put limiting expectations on his program. But you go into show me mode, show me, prove it to me until you set these crazy, unrealistic expectations and get your heart broke year after year after year. That's how you set realistic expectations, man. That's it. That's it. So looking at 2024, I mean, listen, it's going to be tough sledding yet again, man. Getting to six and six, getting to seven and five, that's going to be the goal because listen, I mean, I'm, I think Lenora Sellers can be a great player. Is he really going to be better than what Spencer Rattler was? Is there really not going to be any growing pains in that area? Offensive line will still be a question. God forbid, who knows what the transfer portal is going to do, right? I mean, it's, it's, there are a plethora of question marks going into next year. And oh, by the way, the schedule it's as brutal as any South Carolina's had in recent memory, which I guess is a tale as old as time. So, um, you know, and I don't know, is that going to be good enough for Shane Beamer to continue as South Carolina's head coach? How long's the leash? I have no idea. But, um, you know, way too early outlook, man. I I think you're fighting to get to a bowl game in the first year of Lenora sellers under center. And you build from there and, and you, you kind of anoint 2025 as the popping off year or starting to pop off, getting to eight, nine wins, and you go from there. So I hope that answered your question.
3: Yeah, thanks for that answer. One more question for you. Uh, what What do you think about uh, Harbor and just what you've seen from him this year? I've kind of seen a little uncoordination out of the wide receiver standpoint, out of a five star. Do you think we convert him to a D-end next year and keep him
0: at wide receiver? I think he's kept a wide receiver, man. I think he came here because he wanted to play wide receiver. I think he came to South Carolina because he wanted to <laughs> score touchdowns. You know what I mean? If he, There were other schools that would have taken him as a D-end, obviously. So he, he made it very clear in the recruiting process, hey, I want to play offense. I want to play wide receiver. And, uh, you know, that's what they sold him on. So I don't see a position change coming. Now, could they sit down with him and have a realistic conversation? Maybe, but unless that happens, I, I think he's going to be a wide receiver. Thanks, Chris. Have a good night. Yeah, man. You too. Appreciate it. Great stuff there. And guys, I mean, I, I know that some folks will hear what I just had to say and and be, they'll take it personally and be upset. Um I think it's just real, man. And I mean I, I know Clemson fans will will eat it up. But, and I, and I see my guy, Bruin Nation. My guy, Bruin going to run with that Lenora Sellers for Heisman thing until, until, you know, it ain't, it, it's out of style. But I mean, I, I just realistically looking at 2024, forgive me for not anointing or crowning Lenora Sellers all SEC yet when the guy hasn't taken a meaningful snap, has not taken a meaningful snap. So, um, you know, I understand Spencer Rattler was not perfect. In 2023, but if South Carolina goes 7-5 and or better with Sellers next year, I don't think it's because Sellers was an All-American. It's because his pieces around him were better. Because what Spencer Rattler had to work with this year was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, flat out. It was embarrassing, truly. Guys, phone lines back open, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Seven. And, again, I just – how do you keep your expectations realistic as a Gamecock fan? You just be honest with yourself. You be honest with Carolina football. You be honest with what Gamecocks football is. It's its not that hard, you know what I mean? So, anyways. Call from Jeff Ebernickel. <laughs> Jeff, what's up, man? You're on the air. Hey, man, how you doing? Um,
3: I am not going to be optimistic tonight. Uh, I just want to ask you, um, we're going into year four with Beamer and we got a tough schedule, new quarterback. Is Beamer on the hot seat? That's my question. If we have another five
0: and seven year. i Beamer on- hang up and look yeah. to your comments. Yeah, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Is Beamer on the hot seat if South Carolina goes five and seven next year? Absolutely. 100%. Because, again, guys, as we've talked about before, coaches don't get five years to figure it out. They don't get more than that. So, I don't think – I think Beamer's getting to 2025. I really do. I think he's getting till 2025. I really do. But if they go five and seven next year, and especially if, like like I told you guys, Shane Beamer and Dabble Loggins, Shane Beamer as a whole, his tenure will be judged on what they do – with Lenoris Sellers, because folks like Bruin Nation and others in the chat, right, wrong, or indifferent, they have anointed him as the chosen one. That's it. So, if Lenoris Sellers does not work out, does not pan out, Gamecocks don't win the SEC with him at quarterback, fans are pointing straight at the head coach. I don't know many a Carolina fan, it seems, that's going to admit, you know what, Lenoris Sellers, (laughs) He's got some things he's got to improve. It'll be all on Loggins. It'll be all on Beamer. And that's just where you are. So, yeah, you go five and seven next year. Um, You know, every season's built differently. But if you go five and seven, yeah, Beamer's on the hot seat. Beamer's on the hot seat going into 2025. There's no question. So, and uh, hate that we're having that conversation, that talk, but it is what it is. So, Guys, phone lines back open. Again, appreciate your love and support, man. This is the final A1 Air Quality Consultants game call-in show of the 2023 season. And uh, I can't say thank you enough for the love and support we felt all year. Call from? Zach from Irmo. Zach from Irmo. You're on the air.
5: What's up, man? So, I was wondering, I don't know if you've discussed this yet on the show, but so the two plays – I think it was in the third quarter when uh, Nick Gargiulo fucked up and false started was both of those. I know one of them, I assume that Trotter, the middle linebacker was maybe like yelling and disconcerting signals. And then literally when Gargiulo just like pointed at him, was that the false start? What was the deal with those
0: two? Yeah, players? that that was a weird series, man. I think Gargiulo was insinuating that Clemson was doing something to simulate the snap count or the cadence. Maybe it, it, it was a, listen, man. It, yeah. it was it was a it was a squirrely night from the officiating officiating standpoint. I'm certainly let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and clarify. I'm I'm certainly not saying that the refs are why Clemson won, but
9: the no, officiating the officiating
0: <laughs> was. Uh, it was interesting, it was interesting, so yeah i I don't really know for sure what happened on that drive, but Garjulo seemed pretty convinced that uh it was something they were doing, so but we never got an explanation for definitely
5: that. on that second one I, I just uh if I had to guess it was just whenever he decided to point point be like, oh he jumped, that was his movement of a false start. I don't know, but uh i just- i was wondering about that, and then uh let's see what else do we got in all honesty all the injuries if I had to add up all the injuries are we talking maybe 20 or 25 players throughout the year that just went down I mean I think that's I know it's injury but but it's been for several seasons I mean Luke Day, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think injuries come from that, but I think that that, that he did not make the O line and D line strong enough. They were they've been weak, just no push.
8: But,
5: yeah, yeah, I mean it.
0: I it dude, it was yeah, it was a, it was a plethora of injuries this year, man. It was a plethora of injuries for sure. And uh, you know they, they've got to reevaluate everything behind closed doors in regards to conditioning and nutrition and everything they're doing, everything they're doing. So.
3: Yeah,
5: well, I appreciate you, man, and uh look forward to the offseason.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, appreciate you. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff, guys. Um, we'll keep it rolling here on the A1 Air Quality Consultants postgame call-in show, 16-7 to Clemson winners in the game. Um, and, uh, boy, what a just – what a honestly – Shitty
6: game. Less than stellar
0: game.
3: Panic Ritter.
0: Panic Ritter, you're on the air.
2: Well, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. How are you?
2: Good. We need to get rid of some of the offensive offensive of line coach guy. Pack it back because I don't give up all games. He doesn't get another year next year. Yeah. And all old line is soft as tissue paper. My God. They can't even block me if I was running. So, I'm like, if next year it's like this, next year, Beamer will be on the hot seat. I don't care about the injury excuse. That needs to stop injury excuse. Yeah. Injuries happen. It's called next man up. That's all I got to say.
0: Panic Ritter, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Really good stuff. Always appreciate <laughs> hearing from Panic Ritter. Uh, again, guys, just tough night. Tough night. Tough night. Tough night. Tough night. Um, horrific game. Like I said, really, truly a boring, boring game. And I think both sides would agree with that. But Clemson comes out on top. Call from? To accept, press one. <laughs> What's going on? You're on the air.
11: Hey, it's McKenzie. Let me just tell you, I thought that first play was shitty. And I thought that Carolina could have done so much better than what they did. And I'm honestly just so
0: disappointed. That first play was indeed shitty. That is a good way to put it. Um, Two turnovers in the first three plays of the game, hard to win a ball game when you do that. So it was a a shitty game and shitty night all the way around. Again, I think that analysis is truly spot on.
11: I completely agree. And I hope that as great as Beamer – has been in the past. I hope that he really reflects on tonight, but more importantly, this whole entire season and realizes there's a lot of work that needs to be done.
0: The most important offseason of Beamer's tenure, I think. Absolutely. Again, transfer portal, coaching staff decisions. There, there's a lot to, lot to figure out, for sure.
11: Completely agree. Well... I appreciate what you do, and I hope you have a great night,
0: Mackenzie. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Really good stuff, uh, guys. Again, we'll keep it rolling eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. I mean, again, like Mackenzie said, shitty. It's a good way to put it. Just a bad night, bad season, bad season. It was a it, it was a fitting. It was honestly a fitting end. You know, I, I think the last couple of weeks, because God, God bless Gamecock Nation, truly. Because Gamecock Nation looks for the joy in every little thing. And, uh, you know, the not to have a find every reason not to have a a miserable existence. But, you know, the last couple of weeks, I think, made some folks kind of forget what the season had been. But this was a a humbling reminder of what Carolina was in 2023. Lee. Lee, you're on the air. Hey, Chris. How's it going? What's up, man? Doing well.
3: Great. Uh, Just had a quick question. Uh, If you could have one more year of Spencer Rattler, would you take it? Or are you ready to see the Lenore Sellers
0: era? That's a good question, man. That's a very good question. And I'm just, I'm at the point, man, where I'm looking at college sports and the managing of a roster, like a professional organization. And there is a, whether you want to hear it or not, there's a bit of a salary cap when it comes to NIL and funds allocated and what Carolina Rise is doing, what Park Avenue is doing, what Garnet Trust is doing. So how much of those funds or how much funds is Spencer Rattler taking up and how much cap space are we freeing by him going to the NFL, right? Now, listen, if Spencer Rattler wanted to come back, I'm certainly not someone who's going to sit here and say, no, I don't want him back. If he wants to come back, fine. I don't think that's going to happen. And... You know, I I think for his best interest, it probably is in his best interest to go to the next level. Um, So, no, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't want him back. On the other side, though, man, like, listen, it's about making tough business decisions. And if Rattler costs too much and you can go out and get four or five solid players for the price of a Spencer Rattler for one guy, I think you go do it, man. I mean, you you just – you have to look at it that way. Like, that is college football now. It's about Let's, having the having the resources to allocate to good players. That's what it's about.
3: I agree. Uh, let me rephrase that. Would you pay Spencer two million dollars to come back next year?
0: No, absolutely not. I mean, bro. Like, as as great as Rattler is, whatever he made this year, seven figures. You went five and seven. I mean,
5: <laughs> he had an amazing year. He did, and he you had went an amazing, year.
0: and you went five and seven. So, I mean. And you know what's crazy? I was looking at the numbers, and he had an amazing year. He finished, I believe, and y'all are going to blast me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw this week. He finished with the same amount of touchdown passes as Cade Klubnick did, who everybody thought was terrible. So, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't have a great year, but, you know, I, I just – would it be worth $2 million? I don't think so. I don't think so. Nope. Okay. Go go get three go get three or four quality offensive linemen for, for that money. Go get go get a running well, back. Go we've, get, got a,
3: we've got a great line. We've got a great line coming in. Plus our whole offensive line can come back next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you need to add some pieces, man. That's all I'm saying. I, I think you've got to think about it strategically. So I mean, if you think it's the best thing for your program, then so be it. And Beamer knows that answer well more than I do. But I, I just I think that's the way you have to think about it. And four. the spurs up show is brought to you by our friends over at twisted tea are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience check out twisted tea your go-to game day beverage for college football fans twisted tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before it's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with five percent alcohol and no carbonation create an account, and use promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. Appreciate you. I don't know that he really liked my answer, but, guys, I mean, again, I think that's how you have to think about it. Would I pay Spencer Rattler $2 million to come back? No. No. God, no. No, I wouldn't. No. Again, if it's about managing a roster and thinking about it that way, then you have to think about dollars and cents and ROI and what you're getting for what you're spending and like how do you build your roster? And I just I I just you know think Call you gotta from. think about it that Where's way. Donnie G. Donnie G, you're on the air. Here, Jamie. Oh, come on,
6: your own. Oh, this is your president,
3: former president Donald J. Trump.
0: What's up, man? <laughs>
3: Chris Billy, listen. I was at the game tonight. I had a great time. <laughs> I was I was sitting there by all my Secret Service agents. I want to give a shout out to Taylor and Jared and TJ. And Jamie, they were phenomenal. But I have to say, who was this guy on the sideline? He had an orange sweatshirt. He had big ears. I don't know who this guy was. They called him Dildo Baggins. I don't know. But listen, we're going to make America garnet again. Chris Philly, thank you so much for your service. You do it for the troops. You do it for me. You make us all proud. Thank you.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> what a call. What a call. Can you imagine if that was actually him? <sighs> Unreal. RHM says, how about some positivity? God bless you, RHM. God bless you. Let's go to the phone lines. Call from Carolina Security Pros. What's going on, man? You're on the air.
3: Yeah, um, with Mark Stoops going to supposedly going to Texas a and I know we beat Kentucky this year, but what do you think about going after some of their – coaching staff we beat them but they do have a hell of a coaching staff Mm. they got a really good offensive line coach
0: they do they do indeed I mean I I would have to you know I know we just played them or South Carolina just played them last week so I you know you take a look at who exactly they have but um got a really good defensive coordinator uh you know I I definitely I think you evaluate that and you you first you got to have some openings right so Shane Beamer's got to make some decisions and and have some openings and make some changes and and go from there. But you know, I, I think if there's some guys over there at Kentucky that, that fit, yeah, absolutely, man. And and you also have to figure out too, man, who's oh. Mark Stoops going to take with him. That's the other thing. You know, who's he going to take with him? So, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true.
3: Well, thank you.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate the call. Really good stuff. I mean, again, guys, as the season concludes and the off season comes into focus, two things transfer portal additions and coaching staff subtractions that's the top two things guys again phone lines are open i think somebody just tried to call here we go call from billy billy you're on the air hey hey, chris what's up what's up man
3: been a long, long night. Um, I got a couple quick points on hand with First of all, I think we've got to give the deepest props, they play their hearts out. Also, it's definitely need some work. Um, say if, for instance, if Beamer does have another year like this year again, and the way Jamie Chadwell is starting to look now at Liberty, I think he should get a serious look. And one last thing for I hang out, these people that talking about sellers and everything, keep in mind that sellers and Harbor are just freshmen. So I don't know where they're thinking that Sellers isn't doing this and doing that yet, because he ain't even played much yet. Uh so I think they just need to give him time before they start running their mouths. I'll be a game cock until I die, go later and love listening show later.
0: Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Um, God, does Jamie Chadwell come into focus? Guys, uh, side note, Spencer Rattler had this to say after the game quote, This place meant everything to me. That sounds like a guy who has made his decision. That sounds like a guy who has made his decision. Um Rattler said, quote, I'll get into that when the time is right, when asked about his future. So, Shane Beamer said, quote, really disappointing performance by us tonight. Feels so crappy for our seniors right now, not able to give them the ending they deserve. Um, uh, We're one of the worst teams in the country at protecting the quarterback. It's not all on the offensive line. We didn't create a turnover the entire month of October. We went through some lumps this year. We lost 12 players a season in the injuries, six of which were offensive linemen. We got a hell of a team coming back next year. So, anyways, get back to it, guys. I'm getting caught up in the post-game stuff. Lot of commentary coming this week in regards to this ball game, the end of the season. We'll look back on it. We'll do a postseason report card. We'll I don't know, man. I've done a postseason award show before, but I, I don't I don't know. When you go five and seven, I don't know that, that really calls, I don't know that really calls for it. So here we go. We'll jump to the phone Call lines
8: from. here. here to to accept.
0: What's up, man? You're on the air.
8: Hey, Chris,
3: this is Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina. Listen, just wanted to tell you, you guys had a, a nice hard-fought game tonight. I just really hope that, that you guys showed that you guys are just as good as the boys in Orange. And we just want to show, hey, the the Tigers, we may not be as good as the Cox, but when it comes to it, Donnie J. Trump, you got our vote as well. Thank you, Chris.
0: Good stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're getting, like, delusional hours or what's happening, but uh... – yeah, so. Anyways, guys, phone line's back open. I want to hear from you as we have crossed into Sunday, late, early Sunday morning, if you will. Here we go. Call from. This is Jeff. Jeff, what's up, man? You're on the air. Hey, so I have a uh, non-Gamecock
3: question for you. Yeah, fire away. What's Let's say Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Are they in the final four? I'll hang up and listen.
0: Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the call. Does Bama, if Bama beats Georgia, are they in the final four? I mean, I think they have to be, right? Big question will be like, you, I don't think you can give a yes or no answer without knowing about what everybody else did because. Texas beat Alabama. They went out, they should be in ahead of Alabama at least. Um Florida State finishes undefeated, they should be in. So, it, it I don't mean to dodge the question, but I, you got to you got to there's got to be context of what happens outside of that. But if Bama wins, I think there's a good shot they're in because I find it really hard to believe that the SEC is going to get left out of the playoff. So, Anyways, guys, here we go. We'll jump back to it. Call from Robbie. Robbie, you're on the air. Yeah, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you?
3: Uh, disappointed in the game. Um, one thing about the game that I am questioning, and I won't hear your opinion about this, um, when Clemson picked up the football, ran it for a touchdown, I thought that was a complete, incomplete pass. I thought the referees got that wrong. What's your opinion on that?
0: My friend, I, I hate to say it. I wish I could agree with you, but it, it was indeed a backwards pass. You watched the replay, it went about a half yard behind the line of scrimmage. It was 110% a backwards pass.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, Clemson, Clemson gets lucky, you know, they're always following a bucket of, a bug of the shit to come out and smell like roads. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Bimmer gets this thing turned around, man. Because, uh, honestly, I, I, I kind of agree with you what you said earlier that he's going to be on the hot seat after next year. And I'm still not sold on Rodgers as the offensive coordinator, though, but that's just my opinion. But uh, go, Cox, and uh, have a great one.
0: Yeah, man. I appreciate the call. Good stuff. And I mean, listen, to his point, the whole logins thing, like prove it year. Prove it year in 2024 is upcoming. Prove it year in 2024 is upcoming. So phone lines back open, guys. 843790337. So we'll take a few more here. As we um uh, close out the 2023 season, it's it's crazy to say that. Here we go. Call from Alex. Alex, you're on the air. Hey, Chris, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah.
3: So, uh, I just want to say, after these last three or four games, it's got to be really hard to fire Clayton White, Clayton White, right?
0: Yeah, potentially. I mean, I I think there's an argument to be made. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think that you have to look at it this way. Last three or four games, the defense was much better. Against Kentucky and Clemson specifically. Vanderbilt, I mean, congratulations. It is Vandy if you want to include it, fine. What do you look more at? The fact they finished strong or the rest of the body of work? I think that's what Shane Beamer's got to identify. And what do they change up internally? What do they change up behind closed doors? If that includes Clayton White, if he's part of that plan, then you trust Beamer and you just let it operate, you let it go. but. If it didn't, you make the move. So, I, I, I'm i still somewhat of the belief, man. I, I think the way they responded late in season was great. It was valiant. But you have to account for the entire body of work. And I don't know. I don't know. Now, again, if they can carry that over the schematic changes with Clayton White there, then sure, bring him along board. But, I, you know, either way, it's going to be Clayton White is on a hot seat going into 2024, and he's got to continue that. Or... You gotta go out and get a big name DC. So one of those two things is going to happen.
3: So so what coaching staff changes do you expect? I mean, you gotta look at guys like Justin
0: Steph.
3: Uh, the receiving game was not very good this year. He hasn't recruited any big receivers. Uh running backs <coughs> have been terrible. You gotta look at monterey uh So what what changes should we expect or would you expect in the offseason?
0: Well, the changes that I think should happen and the changes that I expect may not be the same thing because I'm just – I'm curious to see how Beamer handles this because let's face it, man. Beamer's been a guy – he didn't even fire Marcus Satterfield. Marcus Satterfield left and went somewhere else. He wasn't technically fired, right? So, like, who has Beamer fired? I don't think he likes firing people. I don't think he – Likes to hurt his buddy's feelings. So, you know, Montabrio Hardesty needs to go. I'm not a big fan of letting go of Justin Steph. I get what you're saying. You know, that's not exactly on the top of my priority list. Um, Montabrio Hardesty is number one. Clayton White's got to be reevaluated. Um, those are the main two. I would say Luke day and the strength and conditioning that's got to be reevaluated, but I don't know. I, I I don't, I don't know who he cuts ties with. If anybody, I, I really genuinely do not know. I can't tell you for certain. Um, I think, I, I think one of the big reasons too, man, is because I, I think Beamer truly in his heart of hearts, he believes in how they're recruiting. He believes in what they're building and you start firing assistants and you know, you, you. You threaten the progress of that, but at the same time, you you can't. You bring in somebody better. You know what I mean? You bring in somebody better. That's the whole point of making a firing or a change. So, um, Montebrio Hardy sees an easy one, potentially Clayton White, potentially Luke Day. Outside of that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it calls for. So,
3: since we're on the subject of assistant coaches and coordinators, how do you evaluate? Dabble Loggins in his first year. I mean, offensive line was terrible, obviously, but still, I mean, we didn't see much from offensive play calling this year at all.
0: Yeah, it was very up and down. I mean, I I, I give Dabble Loggins a lot of credit for revitalizing Spencer Rattler's career, right? Revitalizing his game. But uh, yeah, the offense was not great. It had its moments. It had its moments for sure. But the offense was not great. And so I think 2024, as I said previously, I, I think it's a show me year. I think it's a prove it year for Clayton, or for, excuse me, for Dabble Loggins. I'm getting my coordinators confused. I think it's a prove it year for Dabble Loggins. I, I, I think the jury's still out on Dabble Loggins. I think all the concerns that I had are still somewhat there on Dabble Loggins. I mean, I you know, Dabble Loggins, as the season progressed, and my, and my prediction in the preseason was this, man, that He was going to be an upgrade from Marcus Satterfield, but people were going to, at the end of the season, be looking back and saying, man, South Carolina, they got to go some offensive linemen. Like, it doesn't matter who the OC is. And I think that's honestly, like, I, you know, pat myself on the back for a moment. I think that's where we sit. I think that's a pretty accurate representation. But, you know, is Dowell Loggins an upgrade from Marcus Satterfield? Yes. Is he anything more than that? I don't know. And so, again, I think Dabble Loggins will be judged more so on what he does with Lenora Sellers. Can he get the best out of Lenora Sellers and the best of the offense with 16 at, at the helm? That, that's that's the big question for Loggins. So, I think the jury's still out. Jury's still out on Loggins. All right. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, man, I appreciate the call. Really good stuff, really good questions. And uh, I think you make some, some really valid points. And then you make some really valid points, guys. We'll open the phone lines back up. Great crowd in here tonight, man. I appreciate you guys greatly. I mean, truly, I, I just can't say thank you enough. Um, you know, I've had so many people ask about why we made the decision to do the post game call in shows and change things up this year, and obviously did not go to games, what have you. And that was a sacrifice we made. But man, I mean, the, the, the post game call in shows have been such a massive success. The way we created content on game day this year. Such a massive success, so thank you all Call for that from. being possible and Martin making it such a success. Truly, I appreciate it. Sex. What's going on, man? How are you? You're on the air. Hey, Chris. This is Martin. I'm on the way back
2: from the game. not the outcome
3: that we wanted to see tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Not, not at all, Martin, not at all. I mean, that's <laughs> putting it lightly, my friend, putting it lightly indeed. <laughs>
3: Yes, sir. Um, I was earlier you were talking about Beamer and recruiting and everything and what his campaign will be for the next upcoming season. Do you think Beamer has what it takes to carry you through 2024, or do you think he's also going to be on the hot seat?
0: Um, I mean, I, do I think Beamer has what it takes to take South Carolina through 2024? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think he's he has what it takes, but uh, – Action speaks louder than anything. So this needs to be an off-season of action, of taking action, of making changes, of 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 changing things within the program. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of questions to be answered, man. There's a lot to fix. There's a lot to correct. And um, it starts now. I mean, the season's over, right? I I don't see South Carolina at five and seven. I know there was some talk that some five and seven teams will get in, but I I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't see it. Um, I don't see it, but just a lot to fix, man, a lot to fix. And I, I, I think Beamer gets till 2025, man, truly. I stand by that, but you never know. Pressure's on. For the first time ever, Shane Beamer's seat, and going into a season, his seat is warm. There's real pressure to win on Shane Beamer. Okay, thank you for answering my call. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the question. Um, Again, man, I I mean, of course there's pressure. It's an SEC job. There should be pressure after you go five and seven. I mean, it'd be insane if there wasn't pressure, right? It'd be insane if there was not pressure. (laughs) Like, so... here we go let's get back to it call from jared jared what's up man you're on the air
6: what's going on man i just want to say that Nikki haley and donald trump call complete
3: bullshit <laughs> who the fuck would waste their time doing that shit man come on uh,
0: i love it man hey, hey and one more you got away with words tyler from spartanburg can eat my ass poetic poetic good stuff Really good stuff. Love that. uh, Guys, Shane Beamer. Hold on one second. I'm going to close the phone lines. Shane Beamer had this to say about punting in the fourth quarter at midfield. Quote, hindsight being 2020, you go for it. But when you're 2 of 13 on third, it doesn't give you a ton of confidence going for it on 7 either. So there you go. Call from. Hey. Peyton, you're on the air. What's going on?
2: I've got uh, two things. One, uh, realistically, how do you
3: see us doing next year with a tougher schedule and a new quarterback? And then two, uh, what players do you think we have to look out for transferring out? I think that's a new thing we need to look at, too, you know, players transferring out as well as people coming in. Uh, I'll hang up my you
0: talk now. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. Um, How do I project 2024? Way too early predictions. Um, I mean, guys, I think South Carolina is going to be fighting for a bowl game again. Brand new quarterback. Questions on the offensive line again. You do get Juice Wells back. That's huge. Um, it'll be the typical song and dance. It'll be the typical South Carolina. It'll be the typical South Carolina season, or at least off season going into it. Maybe the Gamecocks are the surprise team guys, but there's a lot to prove. A lot to prove, and a lot of pieces that have got to click. And, uh, Yeah. And and then, uh, like you mentioned, you got to go out in the portal. You got to recruit. You got to go find contributors. You got to go find guys. You got to identify some Power Five talent. You got to get them to come to South Carolina. If Shane Beamer can't win in the portal, he has no chance in Columbia. So you look at last offseason, Carolina was losers in the portal. Nobody wanted to hear that. It was true. You saw it play out this year. That can't happen again. If it does, If that becomes a trend and that's not a one-off, I think there's real reason to have major concern. Because if you cannot win in the transfer portal, you can't win at South Carolina, and you can't win in this day and age of college football. Guys, we'll open it back up. We'll take a few more. Uh, Guys, South Carolina's bowl chances are over, per our friend Brad Crawford. Final two spots go to Cal if it beats UCLA. Colorado State if it beats Hawaii. But there's only one win. Minnesota's in. If both, they lose. Minnesota and Mississippi State get the final two spots. JSU and Jacksonville State both make bowl games as well.
8: Call
0: from Bob. Bob, you're on the air. How
6: you doing? How you doing, Chris?
0: I'm doing well, man. How are you? Hey,
6: Chris. It was a tough It was a tough night. Um, I feel bad for a weather, man. Yeah. Um, he did all he could do, man, but it was just – it's its hard to – it's hard to watch football against, against a good defense that – and after that, you don't have nothing left to work with, right, Chris?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a brutal night, man. That was a brutal night, brutal game, all around, just tough.
6: Yeah, and hey Chris, if I go, man, um, I hope soccer gets a bowl game, man. I mean, it, it's possible you can take a fight. Is that it, right,
0: Chris? Well, it's it's actually not, my friend. They actually just announced that uh, the last two spots would go to two teams not named South Carolina if the situation even presents itself. So, it is officially official, no, bo- no bowl game for South Carolina. So, uh, let the offseason begin. And that's that's really unfortunate but it because it's going to be a long and – and brutal offseason for the Gamecocks.
6: Yeah, I agree, Chris. Well, I got here, man. What about straight discos? Do you think Chevy needs to look at that too, my friend?
0: Looks at Look at the what? The strength and strength oh, conditioning. Um, yeah, so. yeah. Luke Day, strength and conditioning. I, I think he's got to evaluate it. There's no question. Got to evaluate it.
6: Yeah. I agree, Chris. Well, yeah, take care, brother. Um, go get cuts. Um, got to get better next season. That's all we can do.
0: Indeed, man. Well said. Hey, I appreciate the call. Really good stuff. Great stuff, guys. We'll open it back up. Like I said, we'll take a few more. We're creeping up on 1230. I'm getting some FUs in the voicemails. I love that. I just love that. <laughs> and you know what's funny, man? The likelihood there from Gamecock is just as likely that, like, the the, the, the likeliness mm-hmm. from a Gamecock is just as likely as from a Tiger. That's the funny part of what I do. Here we awesome. go. Let's check the phone lines here. What's going on? You're on the air.
3: Hey, yeah, Chris, you're still up, huh?
0: I'm still up, man. What's up?
3: Hey, what's up? I just want to add my two cents in about some of the younger players, especially Nicholas Harbor. I think we need to get him some stick'em or something because he needs to start reeling in some of those passes that are being thrown his way. I'll let you talk.
0: Appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> He, he called in for us earlier. Um, yeah. Nick Harbour. Hands have got to improve. Maybe he needs stick em, Maybe something else. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Uh, anyways, phone lines back open. Appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. Man, the crowd's been incredible tonight. Over, over 400 live viewers all night. I love this, by the way. Hazard Hound says, You wanted us to lose. Really? Really? Hazard Hound, let me tell you something, man. I'm in the merchandise business as much as anything else. You think I sell more merchandise when we when South Carolina wins or loses? Use your noggin, my guy. Call from Taylor. Taylor, what's up, man?
3: Hey, Chris. The boys from Cane Bay love you. We want to close out the season with this. All the
10: doors and let you run it.
0: They are wild man. Them them, them cane bay boys don't stop. Them cane bay boys don't stop, man. Uh 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 and guys, I don't think it's a hundred percent guaranteed Mississippi State is bowling. It's just if they need a team. Mark. So who knows?
8: To accept, press one. There we go. To send a voicemail,
0: press- Mark, you're on the air.
3: Hey, Chris, long time listener, man, first time caller. I just, appreciate it. I just feel like this was the year for y'all. I mean, y'all beat us last year. I mean, just, I guess, how tough is this to swallow? I mean, and who do you blame?
0: Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, it's that that was an ugly game, ugly finish of the season, a fitting finish to that season. But um I mean, I, you know. Somebody asked me that this week, actually. Like, how, how do you react? If, how do you, how do you live with it? How do you move on if South Carolina loses to Clemson? And I mean, it's, it's, bro, let's just all sit here and be honest yeah, with ourselves. This, is, this has happened a lot. This is happened, especially in, in Williams brice Stadium. This has happened a lot. So, I mean, it's, it's, you just, you handle it as best you can and you move into the offseason. And it sucks when it's to keep you out of a bowl game. But I mean, it's, you just deal with it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it is what it is. So, Who's to blame? Um, you know, I, I said all week. I thought South Carolina's Achilles heel had been the offensive line all year. I thought that was going to show up, and and I think you you blame the talent or lack thereof. I think this was a talent issue. I know nobody wants to hear that, but you know, I, I don't know how you can look on that on that field tonight and and say that it wasn't. And, and South Carolina this year too, man. Let's call it what it is. They played like a stupid football team a lot of times. They were they made just mistake after mistake and. You know that 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 first play, the backwards pass, the 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 score, scoop and score for Clemson. That that just that kind of what, encapsulated what about who Carolina was. Beamer ball. Yeah. Beamer the, ball. Yeah. No, the, no. Like. No. Yeah. The the ironic. You know, I thought about. That's a good point. The ironic part tonight was that Clemson was phenomenal on special teams. So I I thought that was sort of irony, if you will, in the finest sense or the, the most painful sense. But yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, Beamer Ball was not a big part of the of the football team this year. So and South Carolina was a team that desperately needed special teams to guide wins. And I just didn't get it. So and I
3: and I don't think it's a legged thing. I mean, Nate Wiggins is a first round corner. <laughs> you know, I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he listen, he put the clamps on, man. He put the clamps on. So I I, you know, I I I said all week that I was looking forward to the matchup. I, I didn't do a lot of and people wondered why I didn't do as much trash talking this week or whatever. I, I just was very wait and see on the game. I mean, I obviously picked a Clemson win. I didn't love the matchup. Um, I didn't know how Leggett was going to fare. So, you know, give Nate Wiggins credit. He 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 truly put the clamps on him. I mean, he got a couple. Leggett, a great player like Leggett's going to get his, get a couple. But that yeah, Clemson de- that Clemson defense. I mean, it's it's just it's really hard to go up against a defense like that and have. One bullet in the gun and expect to have a lot of success.
3: Yeah, I mean because he didn't have the time. Leggett's a good wide receiver. Uh, I, I say that seriously. I'm giving you a hard time, but I say that seriously. Yeah, Rat- Rattler was
0: was running for his life all night, and I, I was a couple of those hits. I was just happy to see him get up and walk off the field. So, I mean, it was line of scrimmage was yeah, was the, was the story agree. tonight. Line of scrimmage was the story.
3: Hey, one one thing I did notice the the Nate Wiggins like saying those were dirty hits. I mean he's going low. I mean he's he's not aiming for a knee. I don't think anybody thinks that so, but yeah, did I, I didn't
0: so. I didn't have an, any reaction to it. I mean I'm I'm if it was a Carolina guy hitting a Clemson guy, I wouldn't even thought twice about it. So I I just you know, I'm I'm wearing the garnet and black, but I'm about as unbiased as they come and I I didn't have a problem with the Nate Wiggins hits. So I mean it was a, listen, it was a It was a physical, violent game, which is what you'd expect in a rivalry game. Carolina, Clemson, it's yeah, it's that type of game. You got to let it go. It is what it is. It's it's you saw it all across the country today. It happened everywhere. So, um, you know, Clemson, Clemson packed the punch tonight. Came
3: back. I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: thanks, man. I appreciate
0: it. No, I appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. Good stuff, and. I think he was probably calling in, trying to troll a little bit. But I mean, listen, man, I'm 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 about as unbiased as it gets, especially at this point. So guys, we'll take a few more. We'll take a few more. I've I've come a long way since early in the season when I used to say we'll take a couple of more. I don't know why I kept saying that. We'll take a few more calls, though. 84379-0337. So we still have a great crowd of guys. Whether you are still chilling at the tailgate, you are on the way back. To wherever you're going, you're on 20, you're on 26, you're on 77, you're on... Did I miss any of them? I don't know. Wherever you're going. Appreciate y'all checking us out, tuning in. Means the world. Let's jump to the phone lines here.
8: Call from Madeline from Greenville to accept.
0: Madeline from Greenville, what's going on? You're on the air.
11: Hey, Chris. Um, Unfortunate loss tonight, I got to say probably the worst thing especially living in the upstate is now having to deal with all my Clemson friends posting on Facebook but um I just want to say defense played their butts off which I didn't expect that but I'm glad we didn't get embarrassed tonight I I can say I'm still on the Shane Beamer train I get like if we have another season like this next season like you said it's his seat's probably going to get pretty warm but I I still think he he's got some time to try and do something and turn us around and I don't know, at the end of the at, at the end of the day this season, yes, it was disappointed and I feel like it's every other year, right? Where we say, Well, there's always next year, but at the end of the day that's where we are. I don't I don't know, I feel like I don't know about you, but by the time we finish this season, did I want us to win tonight? Yes. But I honestly didn't feel like watching us go to a bowl game because I knew mean, we probably wouldn't win.
0: <laughs> it's a very good point. It's a very good point. Now, it, you know, as this season wore on, that loss to Florida happened, some other games, uh, this team got what it deserved. This team, this was a 5-7 and seven team. Like, it just – it was what it was. I mean, heck, it was what it was from from week one against North Carolina, right? Like we saw it. So it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. It's a, it's a colossal failure of a year in year three. And it ends in about the worst way imaginable, but uh, it's, it's deserved. I hate to say that, but it is, it's well-deserved and, you know, all of the staffs led by Shane Beamer's errors in the off season of assembling a roster, they were all, uh, they were all shined a light on this season. All of those things were glaring issues. They, they you, you paid for it all, and uh, you had to learn some hard lessons, I think, this year. So, you know, to your point, I'm still obviously, too, on the Shane Beamer train. I think that he's the guy for South Carolina, but there's a lot. There's a lot that's got to get fixed, a lot that's got to get corrected this offseason because it's – South Carolina fans, I mean, it's, again, no coach is immune to the effects of losing, sure. and this type of stuff continues, and, and people just won't hang around for too much longer.
11: Right. No, I agree. And, you know, hopefully we can get healthy. And at the end of the day, you know, I love Rattler. He he did what he could, you know, and we saw it tonight there were he had some good throws and there were some passes where I found myself saying it all night. You have to catch that. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. He, he can only carry the team so long, do so much. Our defense did what they could. But I appreciate you taking my call and and thank you for all you did for us this season.
0: No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. Truly great stuff. Great stuff! I, I love the fact these post game call-in shows. We get like different callers a lot of times. We got some that call on every week, but hearing from different people, it's it's a really cool thing. So, call
8: from Tyler from Colorado.
0: Tyler from Colorado, you are on the air.
2: I just want to say, first of all, Clemson. They I hate them with a passion, but they they won the game, and um, my question to the next year with Shane Beamer is a lot of these next games are going to be on the road. And it's I'm kind of curious, what do you think about winning six games next
0: year? I, I think that should be the goal. I think getting back to a bowl game in year four of Shane Beamer, I think that should be the goal. And and that, you know, I'm I'm just reacting after a five and seven season. I'm sure there's going to be many out there that tell me that's a loser mentality, but uh, I think I think seven and five are better. That should be the goal. Having a winning record should be the goal, yes. So, But, I mean, realistically, man, to your point, it is a really, really difficult slate. Uh, our good friend Brad Crawford, I wanted to mention this earlier, he made this point. South Carolina lost all five of the games it played this season against ranked teams by at least two possessions. So, that's something got to get fixed because, hey, there could be up to seven teams, seven top 25 teams you play in 2024. So, what that says is anytime you played good competition, you got manhandled. Got to get that fixed. Oh, man. Two
2: possessions. Indeed. Oof.
0: Yeah.
2: Oof. Because, like, I haven't really seen the schedule release as of right now, but I know we're going to be playing – Clemson on the road next year. Uh, uh, Vandy's going to be on the road.
0: Um, uh, who else uh, in the conference? Alabama on the road. Uh, Oklahoma gonna... on the road. Uh, Kentucky on the road. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: those those games those games are going to be uh, pinnacle to to their season to uh, to win effectively and to try to get to another uh try to get to six wins and into a bowl game. So that's more concerning because I'm still Shane Beamer, yes, his seat is lukewarm in my opinion. But we just gotta see if he can um figure out the offensive line and get off and, and get some offensive points on the board. Because tonight, I can't blame the defense, but I really can blame the offense. Because the defense put them in a lot of positions to at least try to tie the game at the end. I don't know if I'm crazy. Am I crazy?
0: No, I, mean, I don't think so at all. No, I don't think so at all.
2: Because it was really embarrassing when I, I, I just, I, this is not the worst loss. To a Clemson team that South Carolina has faced, but it kinda seems like it because of that of of that scoop and score. After that, I knew they lost the game. Mm. I, yeah, there, I, there were, I
0: I was just there were a lot of moments early it, on that it, it didn't feel like South Carolina's night for sure.
2: Cause Clemson is not a good team this year, and I thought on paper both teams or, or mainly South Carolina, they could at least control the line of scrimmage and get more than seven points on the board. I, I was foolish, or not foolish enough. There is talent, but the execution wasn't there. So, But mainly, I'm kind of calling just to figure out if they can't get this offensive line next year going forward, those road games are are gonna be brutal for this mm-hmm. team. And what would a weird scenario be like like three and nine? Like would that just be the absolute worst?
0: I, I think because Shane, you're I playing think, Alabama think, on
2: the road, you're playing Huntsman yeah, on the road. Am I thinking way too far ahead? Can you I, please yeah, calm I, me down?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think 2024 is a long way away. <laughs> Um, there's a lot to happen. There's recruiting, there's portal, there's coaching staff changes. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, I I would say take a deep breath. It'll all be all right. Sky isn't falling, but there's a lot, there's a lot to figure out.
2: I know you are a fan of Logins. You're a fan of Beamer. You're a fan of this, this offensive staff. I'm just like, like I said, I'm just going down this weird rabbit hole because I'm like, like I said, these upcoming games, and I know it's far along, but at least try to calm me down. Like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think the staff
0: could do to recruit? Like, what do you think? Like, what do you think? What, what would you do? What yeah. would you I mean, do? I, I think you go out and present opportunities to play and, and make an impact. And I mean, it's, it's South Carolina is a place that should be able to recruit itself. It's a big time sec school, man. It shouldn't be that hard. So Bro, I appreciate the call man. We're going to keep it moving. I, that was a longer conversation than I expected. Um, and I don't mean to hang up, but we just we're we're 12:40 we're, uh, a.m. about to wrap it up here. We've been on the air for about an hour and 40 minutes now. Uh we'll take we'll take two more calls. If we've got two more calls to take, we'll take two more but then we're going to wrap it up, guys. 843 790 337. 843 that's 3377 And again, I would say that uh if you are on the ledge, man. Just take a deep breath and, and realize that the sky is not falling. Let's go to the phone line. Call from. What's going on? You're on the air. Going once. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Yo, what's going on, man? Not much.
3: I was liking to say, man, we came all the way up from Tennessee. I have actually family in Columbia. Me and my son just left the game earlier and just saw a post earlier that was like on one of the uh, Gamecock sites where it says Beamer was saying that the program is the strongest it's ever been. My thing is, man, like this, um, with that kind of thinking, man, uh, it won't be too much longer, man, where he probably won't even have a job. I mean, Mississippi State – has the same record that we have at this point, and you see, they wasting no time doing what they needed to do with our net. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I just think, yeah. Ooh, I mean, I, I, I definitely don't think the move though is firing Shane Beamer. Um, I think the Mississippi State situation was a lot different. But uh, to your point, man, I mean, I, I, you got to hold, you got to figure out what the standard is, and uh, you know, it's, it's. Things have just got to get fixed, man. I mean, this season was unacceptable in every, in every, in every way you can can dice it up. So, I mean, it just it's got to get fixed.
3: Yeah,
7: pretty much earlier what you were
0: what you were like, uh, kind of saying
3: like what the goal was like. You know, for next season, it it sucks to have the goal of just getting back to a bowl game. When I mean, at least that's what we were doing. I mean, even you know went to a few under Muschamp. But whenever it comes to the point where that's, like, the only goal set instead of, like, you know, a conference championship or a division championship maybe, Um, I mean, but that's you're right. That's kind of like where it's at right now. And, uh, you know, I just think that maybe um, this is – I totally agree with what you said earlier, too. I was just talking to my son about this in the car on the way home from the game. Exactly what you were saying about, um, you know, like pretty much that this is what they deserve. I said it, and son looked at me like I was crazy. I said, "This is exactly what they deserve. This should be an eye opener. Uh, maybe Beaver needs to sit back and, you know, assess staff a little bit more, or he could possibly be out of a job. I mean, we could look at the offensive line coach, um, defensive coordinator. Yeah, St-
0: staff changes <laughs> have got to be. Staff changes have to be made, man. That flat out. They got to be made. Right. Transfer portal additions have to happen. Also, the talent's got to be upgraded." Um uh, well said, man. Yes. I, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And y'all be safe on the way no, back. All right. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, yeah, man. Take care. Guys, we'll take one more call. One more call. Um, somebody's upset that I'm not taking questions from the audience, guys. This is a call in show. So there's comments, obviously, that are rolling in, but uh we are focused on and I got a guy here that says he calls 15 times. Hey, call call in one more time. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, the phone line is open. Call in one more time. By the way, in case you missed it, uh, Texas A&M pulled a a move like Tennessee fans did when it was rumored Greg Schiano was going to be the head coach.
6: Mark Stoops is no
0: longer going to be the Texas A&M head coach. Damon. How about that? How about that? Here we go. What's going on, man? You're on the hey. air.
10: Hey, Chris, how you doing? This is Damon. Hey, um, I'm just calling to tell you uh, about the game and stuff. Uh, first of all, uh, let me say something. I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, but it looks like breaking that uh, Texas A&M is going to hire Mark Stoops. from Kentucky. <laughs> And the reason I, I, I mm-hmm. make mention of that is that apparently last week, now I understand why we beat Kentucky. Mark Stoops, wasn't. he knew that he was going to go to Texas A&M, and he basically kinda of just let let off the play column and stuff. Um mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know if that's what it was, but I mean that's that honestly could be part of the reason why we beat Kentucky last week. Uh when when we look at it. You know, one of the things I've seen, everybody's talked about this game and everybody has, has already run this to death and you and, and I have the same thing and everybody knows what happened. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is there's a couple things that happened in this game that really just irks me about the way Beamer does things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when Jeremiah Trotter was out there uh, and he was out there barking the calls and, and it was clear as day. And then on, on the TV, they showed he was uh, out there inter- interfering with the cadence and the rest didn't pick it up. They went and they called false start on South Carolina two times in a row. And instead of Beamer getting on the rest and to the rest, which what he should have done. And by the way, I'm not blaming the rest. This, we did not lose the game because of the refs. I'm not saying that at all. Please don't misunderstand me. But this is a good indication. When he was doing that, uh, Beamer should have been in those refs here about that because they were wrong, and he was out there barking the, the calls. But, no, he's over there on the side clapping, and he's over there smiling and, cl- and clapping on the sidelines. Uh, oh, you're going to go get him, guy. And, I mean, that's hard when you're out there fighting. It's hard for guys to get really motivated and excited. But I, I'll just tell you, that, was, that whole offensive effort, was just there was no inspiration. And I mean it was it was everybody would get dropping passes. Uh Spencer Rattler had a chance a couple of times. They starts bailing out early. If he would have stepped up in the pocket, I saw there was a couple crossing routes he could have hit and kept some drives moving. But he just bails out. I mean I kinda don't blame him because all year long he's just been chased. And you know, there but if you if we'd had leadership on that team tonight, we've been out there and the offense would uh, Rattler and Beamer would have been out there yelling at the offensive linemen. You get out there and you block this person. We just don't have that. I just don't see any kind of leadership under this team. It's like he wants to be everybody's friend. He doesn't want to go out there and actually be a leader and get on to people and hold people accountable. And that's the problem I have with Beamer. I just, that's what I see. And I just don't think we'll ever do anything under Beamer. And that's where I stand. I think the more years we wait around, not going a different route, we're just, we're just delaying the inevitable. So that's where I stand on that. I know we're not going to fire him, but could we at least maybe fire Ray Tanner and then maybe uh, have a new AD that holds him to a different accountability? Could, is that something we could do at least? I mean, that's, I'm I'm just searching for something because I just think we're going to get the same old, same old next year. That's just the way I see it. Anyway, you have a great – I appreciate the show. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, and I'm going to let
0: you go. I appreciate you, my friend. I love your passion. Thank you so much for the call, man. Great stuff. All right. Really good stuff, guys. That's a great place to end it. Great way to end it. Um, Man, (laughs) a lot of energy and a result like that in a season like this certainly brings out a lot of energy in fans. Yours truly, many others as well. Uh, Guys, that's going to do it for us. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Just shy of two hours. It is late as we approach 1 a.m. Eastern time. Uh guys, thank you all so much for tuning in truly. Um be sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we go live and we drop new video content as well also guys. Um be sure to subscribe via iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you can check us out there. Uh we drop podcasts daily, video content daily and the course on social media guys, we're active all the time. Wherever you get your content at the Spurs Up show. Um let me take a moment, guys. I'll be doing this a lot this week, but let me take a moment to say thank you all so much again. You know, the 2023 season did not go the way that Gamecock Nation hoped it would. But the beautiful thing is, is that, listen, the content gets made either way. And going back all the way to the summer, the preseason, the offseason, what have you, and we were breaking this thing down and previewing it and predicting it all the way up to the first game and all throughout the season to now, you guys have been there every step of the way, win, lose, or draw. And uh, I, I just cannot say thank you enough, man. We took a chance on the post game call in shows and and creating content from the studio and the way that we covered games this season and the way that, you know, I ran my business this season. And, uh, you guys supported that. You guys showed love. And again, the, the, the post game call in shows were such a massive success this season. I can't say thank you enough. And, um, Yeah, this season was – it was disappointing on the field, but for me, it was one that I I most definitely savored, um, that I do savor. It was one that, you know, I I never take it for granted, the opportunity to to talk Gamecocks and to be – to do what I do and to, you know, be – to have the opportunity to, to conversate and to chat with each and every single one of you. So it's, it's, it's an incredible blessing. And again, I, I don't take it for granted because you never know when, when the, the, the last of anything might be the last game, the last show, the last certain way of doing things. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, guys, I, I just can't say thank you enough. I, I truly can't, I can't say thank you enough, truly. So Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Like I mentioned, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, social media. Check us out. Appreciate your love and support. And uh, on to the offseason. On to the offseason we go. And, uh, you know, guys, like I mentioned, and this is something that I'll – We'll talk about more, and I and I hate to drop on you guys, and I don't know that I'm really going to dump everything out here into the show, but, again, I, I don't take any moment for granted. I don't take any season for granted. I don't take any game for granted because you never know what the future holds, and you never know what the future may bring and the exciting opportunities that it may bring, but um, change is inevitable. So change is inevitable. I'll just leave it at that. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your night, and we will talk to you all.